I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Well, good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. iHeart you. Every morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, I don't know. God dang it. Who knows? Show prep? More like schmo prep. Is it my right? Let's do some live dates. i uh, taking a look. We got a couple of dates coming up here. December 3rd. Going to be in Austin, Texas with my guy, John Kite. Get tickets, rudypovich.com. Also, uh, Vulcan Gas Company. Dude, looking forward to that. What's up, Amanda? Good morning to you. Uh, also going to be December 10th, the Dirty Show, Northeast Minneapolis, Spring Street Tavern, Club Underground was just there on Monday. Going to be back there coming up on Monday, not the 21st, the 28th. I will be back at um, the... Uh, the hell was I talking about? It's going to be one of those mornings. Spring Street Tavern, The Dirty Show. And then coming up this coming Tuesday, I don't typically promote just doing showcases, but this one in particular, just because I know that it's Thanksgiving, you have family in town. There's a, People who come to Thanksgiving on Tuesday, those are the family members you least like. It might be your favorite family member, but damn it, you're impeding, Uncle Joe. Grab your crap. Go stay at the Super 8. You come back Thursday, 11 p.m. 11 a.m. 11 p.m. would be fine as well. But 11 a.m., that's when you come back. Check out rudypovich.com. Scooter, finally back in the land of the living. I've been sick since Friday. Eh, the crud's going around. I always like that. Oh, there's just a, there's some crud going around. My daughter was sick two days. Took her to get her ass up out of bed. I have realized that there's a group of people who do not have time to be sick, and thus, they do not get sick. I feel like there's a lot of mindset there. A lot of worry warts with not a lot of problems who are constantly going, I can't get sick. What happens if I get sick? Oh my God, I feel a cold coming on. Guess what? You're going to feel a cold coming on. And then it's going to be full-blown. I am not one of those people. I do not have time to be sick. I do not think about it. You really... I mean, there has to be a virus that is destroying my insides to keep it keep me down. Because I don't make money unless I'm moving. So, God damn it. They talk about sick days. You don't get no sick day. Mm-mm. Doesn't matter. Good morning, Erica Bang. How are you? Uh, Scooter, no fun at all. I don't get sick when I do. I am down and out. Yeah, it does take a lot. <laughs> like I said, it's, as I'm coughing, you really have to have something just completely destroying you. And then you're like, yep, it's time. That is your body's way of going, all right, dude, you need to you need to take it down a notch. Time to sit down. Have a little NyQuil. I gave my daughter NyQuil. I think there was a couple of people that I told about it that I probably shouldn't have, like grandparents. Who fire down on the, uh, you know, don't give those kids too many drugs. Listen, 
All you guys did was shove Twinkies into our mouths and boxed food for years. Nary a word was said about any of the chemicals and bullshit that was in that food, but don't give her don't give her two Tylenols. She's got a headache. She gets a half a Tylenol. She's 14 years old. It's like, I used to take four of these fucking things with a hangover when I was 13, Ma. I think they're going to be just fine. What's up, Chuck? Good morning, Sienna. Hi, Ryan. What's up, dude? Good luck on your fight coming up December 3rd, man. I'm going to be down in Austin, Texas uh, doing shows, but I would have loved to have come and seen you fight downtown Minneapolis. Best of luck to you, my man. Um, Yeah, dude. I was thinking about this the other day, about how much range we have as people. And there's a lot of dudes who do a lot of things on opposite ends of the spectrums. Remember when comedians just used to be like John Panette? Just kind of overweight, schlubby guys with baby faces who talked really loud. And now you got dudes like Ryan Stock who throw haymakers and flying crescent kicks at other dudes' heads. And then when he's not doing that, he gets up on stage and tells jokes. That's a lot of range in a human being. (laughs) I'm amazed at how much I see of that nowadays. You got, I mean, just two people in the, actually three people that I can think of. Ryan Stock, John, Michael. Three guys, all either boxers, MMA fighters, but then also get up on stage and tell jokes. A lot of range. And doing it, however, listen, you guys really want to impress me, you start throwing that shit simultaneously, okay? Next time you guys, you got somebody in a rear naked choke, I want to hear a premise dropped, all right, Ryan? The next time you got a dude in a figure four leg lock, I don't know if that is... A legal move in the MMA. But I've seen Ric Flair many a times strap on the figure four leg lock to Greg the Hammer Valentine. And the second he did, you know how many times he'd look right in that camera and been like, what's the deal with plain food? Telling you. I want to see that. You start bringing those two superpowers together. Now I'm buying a ticket. I swear to God, dude, I would love to have gone to that fight. Um, the last time a friend of mine fought in downtown Minneapolis, he um, he was a very, like, coy and just kind of a wallflower. And he dropped me a line and said, hey, I got a, I got a MMA fight at, this is how long ago it was, it was at the Quest Club. The Quest Club. The Quest Club has been defunct now for at least a decade. But I was like, yeah, man, I'll go down there. And I'm a big supporter of just being a supporter. Regardless of whatever art it is that you are into, if I'm if I'm going to be there and you are my friend, then I'm going to make sure that no, come hell or high water, I shall be that person who supports you regardless. And he was like, I have an MMA fight. And the outside of me was like, I'll be there Saturday night. The inside of me was, this will be the last time I see you with teeth. You are going to get your head kicked in. So my lady at the time and I went down to the Quest Club. We walk in. I see his opponent step into the ring and I thought, oh, this isn't the last time I see him with teeth. This is the last time I see him with a head. He is going to get throttled. Fast forward to 47 seconds later and my friend is standing victorious over a puddle of a human being and I went, 
didn't know he had it in him. Holy shit. Never again, never again did I tease that kid. He was a friend of mine, kind of a squirrely dude, kind of skinny, red hair, kind of tall. He's long since given up MMA. But he whooped some ass, and I thought, yep, never again. Never again will I ever doubt. Uh, Scooter, oh my God, the quest got into some trouble there. I, yeah, I agree. I think I told you guys that story not that long ago, the guy I went to high school with, that this cat was the coolest of the cool when it came to, he was tall, good looking, skinny, always had a, can we say wife beater? Always had a wife beater tank top on. He skateboarded. Half white, half black. Listen to NWA and Slayer. Again, a lot of range with human beings these days. He was the coolest dude I've ever met. Bartender at the Quest Club. Run into him 12 years after I saw him at the Quest. I drop a line to him. Hey, man. We're at the gym. What's up, dude? Good to see you. You probably don't remember me. He's like, I don't remember you. I'm like, you were the coolest motherfucker, man. You were the coolest guy back in high school. Everybody wanted to be you. Guys wanted to be you. Girls wanted to be with you. He's like, ah, that's silly, man. But thank you. That's really nice of you to say. Yeah, I can tell he was blushing. Fast forward to six seconds later when his frumpy wife showed up and was like, get in the car. Get in the car now. I'm ready to leave. I was like, is, is this your wife? He's like, yeah, this is this is Cheryl Ann. I was like, hey, Cheryl Ann, nice to meet you. You know your husband? Was the coolest of the cool back in high school? She went, <laughs> this guy? <laughs> Get in the car. That's why I always think about, every time I drive past the old Quest Club, I think about that. A lot of shows down there, man. Jesus, criminy, good times. Uh, wanted to bring this up only because it just, Jesus, it. I didn't, uh, I didn't realize the severity of it when I saw the original... Uh, post about it, but Jay Leno hospitalized after a car fire. When I saw it, I thought, oh my God, like, did it, was he racing in a car? Because if you don't remember, Jay Leno flipped a vehicle at a very high speed and was devastatingly injured there for a while, walked away from it, but he was pretty messed up. Like, he had the seat belt black and blue mark that goes all the way across his body. I think he had, like, I don't know if he dislocated a shoulder, but he had messed up a shoulder for a while. Dude was a wreck. A total mess. And now you hear about this vehicle fire. He was working on a vehicle in his garage, which if you've ever watched any shows with Jay Leno's garage, Jesus, man. They should put a national monument plaque on the side of that thing. Christ, the guy's got like Duesenbergs from in 1927. Steam-powered vehicles. That's how old some of these cars are. He was working on it, hood up, head in the uh, the engine, and poof! All of a sudden, the uh, engine just went up in flames, caught the half a side of Jay's face. No real report as to how damaged he is, but enough to be in a burn ward uh, in in Los Angeles. The left. It sounded like the left side of his face. Apparently, it didn't go into his eye or his ear which i that apparently is that's obviously what you what you want especially the eye part but apparently flames can get into ears and then that's bad business so they had said uh he is uh he's definitely out of commission for a while but 
I know Jay Leno takes a lot of shit, and maybe it was just because of the Tonight Show thing. Some people don't think he's a funny guy. I find Jay Leno to be a effervescent, funny, hardworking guy. And I know there's a lot of people, especially a lot of comedians, that shit on him. Because at the time, you had Letterman, and Letterman was pretty edgy. It was kind of more the bad boy side of it. You know, you kind of had like the rock star and the movie star kind of vibe, you know? And I don't know, I read that story yesterday. And it's not like I've ever met Jay Leno. But for some reason, like that just, I don't know, it resonated with me. And I was like, man, especially for just a dude, like, it's one thing when you're living life dangerous and on the edge, but guys just like tinkering on a car. Then next thing you know, half the side of your face goes up in a flame. You're like, what the shit, dude? Jesus Christ. So speedy recovery to Jay Leno. Obviously, he's a big listener of a long walk down Cleveland. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, as I was mentioning, uh, coming up on Tuesday of next week, the uh, House of Comedy is a uh, stomping grounds for people to bring their families to get the fuck out of Dodge when family members that you don't want come into, into town. And the, between that show and then December 8th, coming up at Comedy Corner Underground, uh, we're going to go down the route of doing some different shit, man. So last week between Northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan, I did seven sets, all of which were basically the same. And I'm like, we got to fucking change this up, dude. We got to figure something out. So next week, I'm writing all Thanksgiving themed material. Come out to the House of Comedy. If you want passes, I'll get you passes. Totally cool. They want to pack them in. It's Thanksgiving week. You guys got to... Also, let me ask you guys this. You can throw it in the Instagram live uh, feed. We're doing something a little different for Thanksgiving this year. My sister has decided because they have just bought a new house. They are moving on Monday. They are selling. They're moving out of the old house on Sunday night, moving into the new house Monday morning. The, The crux of it is you got... It's going to take you a little bit of time to be able to get that house set up. But they're having Thanksgiving at their place on Thursday. That's a big goddamn undertaking. To move into a house on Monday and then to have 16 family members show up to your place on Thursday. My sister said, listen, I'm not cooking. We're too goddamn busy. We're going with the prepackaged, running on down to the Byerleys. Everybody just pitch in like 50 bucks. We're just getting like the pre-made turkey, the cranberry sauce, the stuffing. We're getting all of it just made and shipped here. Now, there is a part of me that goes, it's brilliant, especially on the part of Lunds and Byerleys, because now these people don't have to, you know, they're making a few bucks, but you're also taking the stress and the the time taken to be able to prepare a Thanksgiving. That has all gone away. Listen, if you can buy it at Ikea, don't make it. Life's too fucking hard, okay? But as... uh, as my sister was explaining it, there was a part of me that thought, I'm a little disappointed that we're not making shit. Now, obviously, it's on the shoulders of my sister every year because she does the undertaking. Listen, I bring the devil eggs. I'm pulling my weight. I'm pulling my farty, tasty, snacky treat weight, okay? Get off me, Lunds Byerly. But there was a part of me that was like, is this what it's going to be from now on? Is that it? 
Because the one thing about it is I've, because I am a, um, I don't know if you guys know this about me. I hate to talk about myself. But I am not a man who is uh, very domesticated. It's a lot of, lot of messy bathrooms in my day. Because I'm not trying to impress anybody. But I've been able to just basically skip right over the Thanksgiving responsibilities for years now. I have absolutely 1,000% no intentions on ever myself cooking a giant turkey or the fixings for any family members. Mark my words. Shall not goddamn happen. But I'm a little disappointed that we have decided to move away from it. <laughs> I am upset that the person who is responsible who we make responsible for it every single year has decided to put their foot down and outsource this responsibility. How dare they? How dare they? So I'll let you guys know. I have a feeling that it's going to be the best goddamn Thanksgiving meal we've ever had in our lives. Because last night as I was out, I went with Ethan Nagel. You guys remember Ethan Nagel? He's been on this podcast before. A hell of a model American. Ethan Nagel, Marine, father, movie maker, cinematographer, and then on top of it, went to Ukraine last year, rescued 267 orphaned Ukrainian children, got them across the border safely. This guy's a fucking hero. When we talked about there is a difference between thank you for your, there's a difference in thank you for your services. This is what I'm talking about. My uncle, who is a pot smoking surfer and a cook in Hawaii in the army, also receives a thank you for your service as much as Ethan Nagel, who's a true model American. Not fair. One of those guys should not be getting a thank you for your service. But I went out with him and a, uh, another guy that I just recently met, a dude named Kyle. I think we sort of look at military people and just go, what a jarhead. What a sack of meat that guy is. Both these dudes, incredibly creative and very talented. Jules, maybe it means your sister wants to prepare everything. I want you to prepare everything and bring the food. No, that's, listen, they know better. I can. I mean, if you guys all want Hungry Man TV dinners for Thanksgiving, then fucking A. I will fire it up. Scooter, give her a pass this year and wait to see what happens next year. Then you may have something to rant about. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes this year. If I realize that it is worth my $50 so that I don't have to deal with, you know, like my sister busting her ass and then, no, nah, it might it might just be a 1,000% easier on Thanksgiving at 10.45 a.m. to stand in line, pick up our $200 worth of Thanksgiving and then bring it right home, open it, and enjoy. Probably going to be much tastier and a lot less work. I don't know if you guys have noticed, we're all pretty goddamn busy these days doing podcasts in our basement, having to write Thanksgiving jokes. Do you know how long it's going to take me to prepare Thanksgiving material and dress as a pilgrim? This shit just doesn't appear. It doesn't just fall out of my holly jolly ass. You got to want it. 
All right, guys. Um, I'll let you guys know how the show at the Senior Citizen Center happens, uh, how that goes down today. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Can't wait. This should be fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. Like I said, if you want tickets for House of Comedy on Tuesday, just hit me up. They really want to pack them in for Thanksgiving this week and next week. And I, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. You guys need to get out of the house. Enjoy yourselves. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeart. And every single morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Again, thank you guys so much. Have a great day. And thank you for taking a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.